today heartbeats ladies and gentlemen listeners everybody (laughs) yes everybody we are super excited so we are on episode 57 and we have a special treat in store for you all today we have a special guest in the house y'all want me to do the horn i can do it go ahead do it because i haven't done it in a while okay And it's fall right now. It's like November. We're recording this. This goes live. Like my throat, you know, my, I don't need my energy this morning. I had coffee. I had coffee. Probably too much coffee because I'm like super hyped. But <laughs> okay, I got to do my horn, y'all. There it is. See, got to do the horn. But I am going to have some tea, Jeanette, because it is cold. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to episode 57, special guest in the house. The title of this episode to continue our power series is The Power of Accountability on Your Ish. And I got way in the camera for those watching on YouTube. Yes. I was like, can I say that? Will they know? I said, they yeah, will they, know. I know. Did know. I say, Jeanette was like, yes, they're going to know. I was like, they're going to know what that means. So that's me kind of checking all these. Checking all these. See, that's, that's why we're here, Dr. Jackson. So, <laughs> Dr. Jaquinda Jackson, and thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And I'm going to throw it over to Jeanette to do some additional introductions and just, we're, yeah, we're, we're super excited to be having this conversation with you. Yeah, no, I'm excited um, to have you here today, Dr. Jackson. I'm just, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I knew you were the right person <laughs> for this topic of only your issue. I'm here in South Carolina, and so is Dr. Jackson. And I'm going to let her like give you a better formal introduction because I always say it wrong because you licensed professional counselors, therapists, y'all have all these L's and I's and C's and W's behind y'all names. And I'm gonna I'm gonna miss one and then be like, no, that is not it. But <laughs> you can introduce yourself to the people for me. So I am Dr. Jaquinda Jackson. I am a licensed professional counselor. Um, I also am to national certified and with my E. DD at the end. I am a doctor in counseling psychology. However, I specialize specifically in trauma work, mm-hmm. trauma work and education. And then I realized that if we don't address the root of the trauma, then nothing else can be dealt with. So I, I shifted my practice and how I work to specifically work with trauma. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like that's a mouthful. So basically, I'm your favorite trauma therapist. <laughs> there you go. I love that. And I think people don't realize that they have trauma or that certain things was like, no, that that was trauma. Um, or like they might have like and people only associate like PTSD with um 
military war mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And there's so many things that has happened to us. And Shauna talks about this a lot, Dr. Jackson, about um about the inner child. So like um, she speaks a lot about that when she does speaking engagements about doing the inner child work and healing the inner child. Um so but yeah so let me go ahead I'll let you kick kick it off and um get us started. Yes, yes. And thank you again for joining us. We we're super excited and our, we're later we're gonna get into some other things. You said, oh I have some favorite episodes. We're gonna get into that later because I think a lot of that will tie in and we're gonna have some fun. So just having a great conversation. So one of the things I like that you brought that up, Jeanette, about Shauna's um inner child work because it you know it's starting from there. And we, we even though we're talking about the adults in this process and some of the what we want to talk about today is the power of accountability as we are in our adulthood. But we really do think it goes back to that, you know, that, that child part of it. And how do you recognize that? How what is the power of accountability in your perspective, Dr. Jackson? What are your early initial thoughts on that? Um, obviously, when we talk, when we think about accountability. Oftentimes we think about it being like in the present, like being accountable for our actions in the now. However, it's rooted in how we grew up, our experiences, um, to be very transparent as a mother, even how we allow our children to handle conflict. Because I feel like now we in the age of, you know, parents want to jump in, but we're taking away by doing that. You're taking away from your child's ability to manage and be accountable for his or her own personal actions. Mm. Yes, it is. (laughs) That's a that's a topic in itself. And yeah, I mean, just. Yeah, I mean, I want to see what Shauna also. I know Shauna, you look like you have a. Fun. Shauna was really passionate That's about a, this topic because yes, <laughs> that is. I'm so tired of people not owning up to it. No, yeah. <laughs> passionate about this topic. I just want yes. to share it with Yes. I agree with Dr. Jackson as far as you know when it comes to conflict solutions. That's actually one of the one of the lessons and. It was part of my strategic planning when I worked with families and children on giving them that opportunity to learn that, to craft that, to hone those skills in. Because later on in life, they're going to need that. They're going to be able to reflect on how to solve, you know, how to be a conflict solution, how to look at themselves in the mirror, how to recognize what place and space that they play in that. And how can how can they improve if they found themselves in that situation again? And if you don't reflect and you don't know what's, you know, happening with yourself, you're just going to keep, keep on with the, what I like to keep saying, building up all these elephants in a room. Mm-hmm. And then you lash out and you're blaming everybody for everything that's not going right in your life when ultimately you are responsible for what's happening. And it's not okay to ham people your ish. And I've just seen this more and more every day that we're just getting so complacent and comfortable with just passing the buck, not looking in the mirror and blaming other people mm-hmm. for our lives. And I'm just, I'm like, over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think too, what we have seen during COVID is that People had to slow down, but they had to slow down. I mean, you were stuck in the house with your family or stuck in your community. And oftentimes, culturally, it's just like, oh, like that's how they act. 
And we'll let that be that. The reality of it is, is that when they leave our community or when they leave our house, when they go into the workplace or when they go into the school, Uh like you don't get a pass. So we do a disservice by just like, oh, that's just how they act. When the reality of it is, is that we need to, they need to be held accountable within their environment. Uh, Which leads me to my plug of therapy. You need somebody neutral outside of your community, outside of your home, outside of even like your friendship circle to be like, hey, girl, like that ain't ish. Or, you know, like if you're doing this, why do you continue to repeat this cycle? Because even if you have friends that are honest with you and are telling you the truth, it's sometimes it's hard for people to to accept that because they feel like, oh, no, she just being negative or she just hating on me or, you know, like, mm-mm, no. Or even if you've done the work and you've grown and then now you're trying to help a friend out, they're like, oh, you think you're better than me. And so mm-hmm. having, like you said, that neutral person that is not within your immediate circle to, to help you through those things. And then sometimes you just be in denial, right? <clears throat> you be like, you know, um, full transparency, Dr. Jackson is my therapist. I just want y'all to know that. But oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, I remember her so many people like you need to go talk to her. You need to go talk to her. Let me tell you her information. But like she was like, yeah. So next thing we're gonna talk about um your childhood, and I was like, I was good. Like I ain't got no childhood issues. Like, that was about? your face. That was your face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That that's the best face. But sometimes, like you, you just suppress stuff so much, you you forgot like the things that happen that has triggered different things within you and and has shaped who you are. Like even just something as simple that you think is a good thing, like oh, I love to help people. Yeah, you are either like codependent or like your whole identity is wrapped up in being and helping other people. And one of the realizations that I have myself was that. I don't want to be forgotten. And so like, if people don't need, I, I, I had a thing where I needed people to need me because if they didn't need me, then like, who was I outside of being able to help somebody or feel needed or wanted by other people? And that's, that's not good. That's the problem. So even though it looks like you're doing a good thing, right. And like, you know, I'm helping people, people need me like, yeah, but that's wrapped up in some other type of insecurities of why you always need people around you. Yeah. May I uh, bring up the episode, uh, the episode on insecure when um, Molly decided to finally go speak to a therapist. Dr. Jackson, have you watched Insecure? Yes. (laughs) All right. So good. Yes. (laughs) I wanted to ask you, like, so for Molly's situation, like it, it, she needed, she needed, she needed to talk to someone and she needed to go outside of her friend circle do you feel like um, from what we witnessed so far, we don't know what season five is going to bring us, but um, at the end of season four, cause I just rewatched it. She ended up being back at the restaurant with Issa and they both are trying to, they're both, they're both alone now. Like, like everybody's removed and there's just them two now. Do you feel like um, when you're doing this work professionally, can you include, your friends and family for the ride, or you feel like she needs to sit within herself and make these changes before kind of going back out there with her crew or try. Best practice is to sit with and work with it by yourself. Um, Cause life is happening. Life is very rhythmic. We move, we like our certain friends. 
I personally like how on um, Insecure, how they have their favorite restaurants. Mm-hmm. And when they celebrate, they celebrate at certain restaurants or have certain like drinks, which shows the reality of the rhythmic life. So anytime that you are working on growth, I always say sit with it with yourself. Mm-hmm. However, recently, um, and this is a shameless plug, um, <laughs> but I started doing community processing groups in which I opened it up to like everybody. But the idea was to work through your ish, but tangibly like use the tools like in the moment while bid- building community. So learning how to do conflict resolution in the community saying like, this is what I'm working for and allowing people in the community to hold you accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. The change is personal and the, in the change journey, I believe is a journey that starts off by yourself, but if it all goes well, or if you continue the process, then you will meet people along the way who will walk out different seasons of your change with you yeah and we we talk a lot about that here about um you know that it's not like a one and done like you're not just fixed for life and now i'm just good girl i got i got my stuff together but how a lot of it is like you're helping people develop tools that they can refer back to so that when when conflict comes because it doesn't mean that i'll be fixed i'm never gonna have conflict again but when it comes or other issues pop up or things happen or triggers come your way then now you have the resources within yourself to like go back and work through it. And sometimes, I mean, you might have to circle back around. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. They yes. have to revisit. Yes. You may have to reprocess. It requires adjustments, which I feel like in the show, going back to Insecure, I feel like with Molly and Issa, I feel like we'll see readjustments within their friendship, some redefining, like now this is who I am. Because again, too, the transitions of friendship from like college to professional. And and now that you're professional, like dating life, like all of those transitions not only impact self, but it impacts the other relationships that you engage in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize how that how that happens and like how like you have to leave room for your friends or even like your spouse to like grow and change and then you have to kind of like readjust and figure out okay well how do I fit in here now and Mm -hmm. some people don't don't manage that well and lose a lot of friendships around you know Mm -hmm. I'm growing and you're not and it's like or I don't want to give you the room to grow and change. Like, oh, why she, why she, she don't need me no more. Yeah, I think that exactly. was a, the big thing with Issa and Molly was, mm-hmm. I think Molly felt some type of way because Issa didn't need her no more. Like she, mm-hmm. or she felt like she didn't need her and like, oh, she's growing and she got her stuff together. She's not the friend that always got, had somebody else pay for her meals and, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, this is, you, you really did. Because I've had them comments before. Like, oh, like even we talked about this, like even with photography, like, oh, oh, you're, you really do photography. No, yeah, I'm a, I'm a real photographer. Like, 
Yeah, I do. Oh, y'all have a real podcast. You have how many episodes? Oh, that's a real podcast. That's a real, real that's a podcast. podcast. I want to know what makes it real. Me too. I thought we was real. Yeah. Oh, people bought tickets to come see you. Like, yeah. they bought tickets. Tickets. I'm like, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. I drove to. I drove to Ohio. You're getting on the road, road. Yeah, it's the road, road. Tickets, tickets. <laughs> it goes to show, though. Like yeah. sometimes we outgrow our friends Mm. but our friends aren't necessarily like ready for that like Mm -hmm. to be very transparent it was cool when i was working for an agency Mm -hmm. then i mean everybody wanted to collaborate now being private practice it's just different because oh now like people see you like you do your whole like people really call you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but it's a friend and not everybody is meant to go along with mm-hmm. you. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. And when you see it, you see it for what it is and you move accordingly. Mm-hmm. And it could be something they're dealing with, you know, within themselves. And is it something that they inherited from childhood? Like, I the, I think the example of Insecure is excellent because we saw, you know, seasons one through four with Issa, right? The first season, she was barely in that apartment. It was like, ugh. Second season, she was on Daniel's couch, right? Third, <laughs> the third season, <laughs> she had her own. And at the end of the episode, I'll never forget that look that she had. She hooked her apartment up. She sat on nodded her head. And then the block party, right, was was season four. So it's just like, oh, this is this is real. And then I mean, just the, just the interaction between her and Molly just really, you could really see like, okay, she really don't need me because she's not that that chick no more that is kind of like struggling and doing all the things. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. yeah. So you, I mean, outgrowing people, I mean, is this something that always lived within Molly where it sparked her and it's like, okay, she inherited this from her childhood, who knows? But just that kind of, you know, that bumping of heads really, we saw a lot of that. And I know we wasn't planning on talking about Insecure, but they're like the perfect case study. Let me just, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yes. being an adult and taking accountability for yourself um, and stop blaming people. So like Molly had this whole idea of marriage, right? Until she seen, until mm-hmm. she found out that her dad had cheated on her mom and her mom stayed. Mm-hmm. She was just so tore up. She couldn't let it go. She couldn't move past it. And as a mom and a wife, like thinking about it, that was my situation and my kids found out some stuff like that. You can't be mad at me for what I choose. Like, this is what I chose to do in my life. You still, you lived your life. You was fine in your little bubble. You had no clue what was going on. Like, how how you, you cannot be mad for me. And then, like, I like that her brother was just like, dude, like, how long are you going to let this go on? Like, mm-hmm. you gonna, you just going to keep yes. on this forever? Like, the brother. Like, <laughs> I see Dr. Jackson smiling. What were you thinking this there? <laughs> well, because... <laughs> I mean, that was my, so my parents got a divorce my freshman year in college. And I was just like, y'all need to work it out. Like, my brother was like, like, they happy, like, why? And I had to like really take a step back. And it was really, um, I remember my professor, my African studies professor, she was like, you got to take a step back. That's your mom and daddy. That ain't got nothing to do with you. And I was just like, mm. yeah. Right. Which now being a mother, I mean, me and my husband can go out it all day, but my kid, like it has nothing to like, we could show mm-hmm. up and still parent for the sake of our kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. Yeah. And so then yeah. she that that became her excuse for then while everything else around her was crumbling, her world was this, this, and that. And then right. just finding things in place blame. And really, you just she really needed to take a hard, hard look at herself. So sometimes we try to blame people in our childhood for things that we really created for ourselves. So mm-hmm. like I also don't want people to think like, oh yeah, it it was it was my childhood. It was this. No, sometimes it just be you. You, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yes, you, boo. It's so many like distractions, which I tell people all the time. You have mm-hmm. to be intentional about spending time with mm-hmm. yourself. And then people are like, "Well, I take a shower in the morning, or my drive to work, I be by myself." But I'm like, "Yeah, you're listening to music. You're probably thinking about what you got to do at work." Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like me, I'm always like, did I forget something? I gotta yeah. make it. But being intentional about just being still and spending mm-hmm. time by yourself. Mm. And Ashana, yes. she, uh, Shana was, was on a live on Instagram the other week. And they were asking her about her meditation practice. And she was like, yeah, I have to get a good two hours. And, and the lady interviewing her was like, oh, wow, two hours? She was like, yep. Just to start the day. <laughs> but I stay in a meditative state as much as possible. I, I use different techniques and tools to keep myself there because I found that for myself, I have to constantly pour because of exactly what you just said. The amount of distractions that we deal with today mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah. And so we have to be intentional, like you mentioned. We have to do things on purpose. Every day we have to do it on purpose, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I'm totally in agreement with that, without a doubt. Yes, yes. I think touched on that a little bit too of the previous episode, just some tips of, you know, accountability and just really mm-hmm. you know, being just, you know, being intentional about, okay, maybe I do need that alone time. And it's like, so are you, are you counting the clouds doing that alone time? Or are you, or are you doing the work? Or are you trying to find other distractions while you're, you know, while you're alone? Are, do you have some tips to deal with that? Cause sometimes you're alone. It's like you're hearing the, the crickets. You're like, okay, I gotta be doing something. What do you recommend? No, I wasn't looking at you, Jeanette. What do you do when you, <laughs> Like just telling yourself and I'll, and sometimes I have to clock myself to slow myself down because I'm a person I can just like, go, go, go. And to me, I think when I sit down or when I rest, like I don't want to, I want to be done. However, making myself and I have alarms for like everything like literally this morning I had set alarm clock for 30 minutes I went doing nothing and I lay I just laid on the bed mm-hmm. I just literally laid on the bed and then I was like oh well I can be taking the dishes out of the dishwasher and I was just like no mm-hmm. like just be still even coming from work and my kids know I pull in the driveway and I'll sit outside for like 15 to 30 minutes. Now they'll come to the window and wave, <laughs> but they know mama got to <laughs> sit there. If you want mama to come in and be functional and be present, then mm-hmm. mama need her downtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Devon, she, she realized that when she was out of college and was working full time and like having those really long, stressful days at work. And like, she just lived with roommates. Like she didn't have no kids. And I remember her calling me from her car one day. She was like, mom, 
Now I know why you used to pull up at the house and tell me to get out the car and that you'd be in in a minute and just sit there in the car. She said, now I understand. Mm. Just be sitting here. I'll be doing nothing. I'll just be sitting here like, I don't want to go in. Because you know there's more responsibility. Like, as soon as I walk in the door, like you said, I need to put the laundry in the dryer. I need to wash the dishes and cook dinner. Like, yesterday I came home from working all day on a Saturday and I was like, I told myself, I was like, I have to go in and go straight in the kitchen and cook because I know if I sit down, it's a wrap. I ain't doing yeah, nothing Pretty else. much. Let me, mm-hmm. let me just keep it. <laughs> yep. Let me just keep it moving. Yes. So yes. I know we talked about like, you know, a little bit about like, you know, childhood trauma and like, you know, understanding like, you know, where figuring out where those things come from and working with like a professional. So like once you, you figure out those things, right. And where they come from, a lot of people can't move forward, even when they know like, okay, this trauma is what caused this behavior, but they can't move forward when people in their life don't take accountability for their actions that took, that got you to that point. How do you move past that and still take accountability for your actions when other people won't take accountability for their, for theirs? Well, then you shift the narrative, right? It's kind of like going back to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like forgiveness is not for them, it's for you. Yeah. And and taking ownership, recognizing your behavior, taking ownership from it, learning, because just because you take ownership from it don't mean you don't <laughs> learn from it, but <laughs> learning from it and then actively putting in practice. Because um, oftentimes, especially when it comes to, to trauma, specifically childhood trauma, a lot of our environment, a lot of our caregivers have their own trauma. So I always say lead with grace that they had their own Mm -hmm. issues. However, you, by doing your work, you now want to live your best self. And that will look differently from those in your environment and being okay with it. Because to be very transparent, I feel like, especially Black women in um and therapy and Jeanette, you and I have had this conversation mm-hmm. multiple times. We do our work and we want to take people with us. Mm-hmm. But the reality mm-hmm. is that they got to want to come. Yeah, They got to want to come. Because yeah. if not, we're pulling them and we get frustrated. Our anxiety, we get anxious. We yeah. start losing sleep. Why you don't just get this? It's so great on the other side. Come over here with me. Come with me. So we got to be accountable for our actions and for our behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think knowing what's for you too, Dr. Jackson, like there are so many, there's a lot of great things that happens when you start doing the inner work and you're consistent with it. And as you start seeing the shift and the change in your life and the happiness and the joy and the peace and everything that comes along with it, knowing that that was just for you is sometimes something that we have to accept when you said you can't take everybody with you. Sometimes you have to be really look at it dead on. It was like this actual gift that I'm experiencing is from myself. It's because not to be selfish, but to be selfish. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's some truth to that. We do. It's okay to, to feel good by yourself. I guess that's what I'm saying. (laughs) And I Um, like it because I, I often tell people too, like when you are healing, you got to be selfish mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we society is set up like either we're doing stuff all together or we are doing something in order to help other people. Like it, we, 
now we know the precedence of like self-care and, and, you know, taking care of self so that we can take care of others. But we didn't grow up. Well, a lot of us didn't grow up with that. So it feels mm-hmm. odd. It feels like I should be doing something, which is why when we have free time, it's like, okay, I know I need to be doing some, and we'll play this mind game. When the reality of it is, it's like just be still, sis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sit down. Like my homegirl called me the other day, and she was wanting me to tell her why she needed to go to Target. In like ten minutes, going back and forth, I was like, "Girl, sit down. Just sit down." You know, I've done so much. Just picked up my phone, and I'm like, "What was I? Why did I pick this phone up? I don't even know what I picked this phone up for." Like, just be. Looking for something to do. Yeah, looking for something to do. Mm -hmm. Because we've overtrained ourselves through the years. We're doing the same thing with our children. We are overtrained ourselves. We we get to this space where where we feel like being busy is actually doing real work. When a lot of times if we break down what we're doing and why we're doing it, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, if that makes sense. As <laughs> mm-hmm. time you brought up the kids, and I was actually going to bring that up. So when we also, so a lot of our listeners are, majority of our listeners are 40 plus, like 40 to 59 in that age range. And so we are either have older children or maybe empty nesters. You have a variation going on. And now you're at a space where I can really start thinking about how, who I want to be or how I want to live for myself. And then you get frustrated because you're trying to get your kids on board or this and that. And it's like, they are adults. Mm-hmm. They gonna have to figure it out at some point. And like, it's hard for a lot of, especially moms, not so much the dads, but especially moms to, to let go and let their kids hit a wall and, and that part. Yeah. Yeah. Fall. And I'm saying that y'all, and my kids are seven and three. <laughs> <laughs> Because y'all my baby, it's like, it just looks so cute doing any and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know he will grow up. But when it goes to taking accountability, sometimes we just got to let our kids like fall. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And not over engineer it for them. You know, it's like, you know, guilt. My little no, because there's a lot. Look, there's a lot of women out here complaining <laughs> about these men who mamas and baby them to death. And uh, mama's boys forever, and now they yes. now they sitting there looking at you like, "Well, you not gonna do that for me?" My mama did. Exactly. My mama did. <laughs> right. No. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got my call. Your mama told her to take you back. Like <laughs> they appreciate it in the long run. A S A P. Yes. Return to sender. I hope that doesn't happen to me. I might be calling you, Doc Jacks. No, <laughs> but it's you know, it's like you gotta let go. It's like, but then they also appreciate it more too. You're you're I have a 20 year old son and a 13 year old daughter. Now, 13 year old Maddie, she's she's part of the podcast. She is like on it, you know. She's like this, this, this. Miles, you know, he, it took him a little longer. You know, he's away at college now, but shoot, three weeks into him being in his freshman year, he's a junior now. He knew he was looking around like, what just happened? <laughs> He came home on the fall break and I'm like, are you good? I said, like, how is it getting up at eight o'clock every day? I just have to wake him up, drive him to school. He's looking around like, what just happened? But, yeah, he's grown up, you know, in these it last happened. couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. They, they appreciate it afterwards. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you used to do all this for me? I sure I did. Yeah. Divine, I had to uh, talking about. 
in the middle of the night crying when she was in college because she didn't have no no medicine in her dorm. Like, you know, we keep Tylenol, NyQuil, yes. whatever, all kind. Anything, you can wake up in the middle and I go downstairs in the cabinet and get what you need. She's like, I don't have anything or nothing is open. And I was like, girl, you are not dying. You'll be fine. If you were, then just go to the ER. But there's mm-hmm. like a 24-hour Walgreens and CVS. I don't want to go out by myself. I said, you got to wait till the morning. What you want me to do? Mm-hmm. That's the best when you can't like just jump and get to them. Like, what you want yeah. me to do? I can't do yeah. it for you. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. So, wow. <laughs> but you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, I know you were, um, you know, giving us a few pointers on like things that they can do to kind of just like, um, like take accountability for yourself. And I, I like the point that we talked about with, you know, forgiveness, forgiving like yourself for your past um, so that you can move forward and make better decisions for yourself. Are there any other like tips or advice that you feel that we should definitely touch on and share with the people around this? Well, I also too want to say, um, taking accountability when you've done wrong or when you don't know mm-hmm. something. Because oh, okay. I often feel like depending upon how you show up in a room, who's at the table, oftentimes people may look to you as the expert. And I tell people all the time, I don't know everything. <laughs> I know a lot, but I don't know everything. <laughs> and, and saying that I don't know something is letting people know you don't know it but moving forward to find the resources and or being humbled enough to learn from somebody else because i often feel like and this is a whole other podcast that i would want to tell y'all later but <laughs> me understanding that that life is happening and in life happening sometimes we also too have to relearn or rework how we operate and it's okay like it's it's okay. Yes, that's yeah. That's the new norm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the people that's out here struggling yeah. with COVID right now and like the pandemic, and then you have to. This is what's happening in the world right now, and yeah. you, you it's not changing, and it's definitely not going back to the way it was in 2018, 19. Yes, so, exactly. And move yep. forward. But we talk about that humbling. We talked about humility. Um, and how people use that to like play small. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just, I just mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be humble. I'm just, you know, I just don't wanna, you know, talk about I'm be too big. <laughs> I'm gonna be too big. I don't wanna take up too much space because I'm just gonna be humble. And like, you know, it's a balance and you know, having humility and not like having like that ego trip, but then also allowing yourself to be seen mm-hmm. and, and heard and show up at the same time. But I, I do also like what you said about um, like, if I don't know, I don't know. And it's OK that I don't know. and I don't have all that, all the answers right now, mm-hmm. but not using that as an excuse to you know some people are, I don't know one of the things that gets under my skin is when I say something to one of my sons and it's a very specific one you know who he is and I say <laughs> he's like I don't know what that means and I'm like well go look it up and then come back to me because you just saying you don't know what that means is not gonna fly as right. you get older right. right you gotta figure it out use your resources there's too much information out here mm-hmm. there's no excuse to just continue not knowing right right Agreed. Agreed. Take ownership. You know better, you do better. 
Yes, yes. Well, and I, I often feel like, too, because um, somebody asked me the other day, why do I feel like people don't go to therapy? And I feel like people don't go to therapy because of that, because they're mm-hmm. going to realize by working through their mess that now once you recognize it, what you're going to do about it? Yeah, because the life that you once lived is no more. So how how walking through all of that is accountability, but also to learning how to live differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being self-aware, man, let me tell you something. That's probably one of the biggest gifts that I, I gave myself through therapy was becoming more self-aware, uh, like either what triggers me, why I react the way I do and my own bad behavior and bad habits. And you be mad, you be cussing at yourself. You be like, why are you acting like that? But you know why you acting like that. And it's just like, you be so mad yeah. at yourself. And so I can definitely see how people, because um, me and my husband talked about that. And I asked him, I said, would you ever go to therapy? He's talking about for what? And I was like, boy, we all got baggage. And he was like, yeah, but you be thinking about that stuff too much. I ain't got time to be thinking about that stuff. I just don't think about it. Mm. And I'm like, don't mean it, it ain't there, it ain't showing up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> very true, very true. Yes, yeah. seek therapy, unbiased perspective. I think it's one of the things we wrote down. I think you mentioned it earlier. Like it, maybe it's not, it can't be somebody that's in your circle or shouldn't be somebody that's in your, you really need that other perspective to draw those things out because they're going to sit there and you're going to sit there and just ugh. Just doing it all. And, and as great as your tribe is of wanting mm-hmm. more or feeling stuck or uh, saying, well, everybody else is moving forward and I'm not. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Because I believe to elevate, to reach your highest potential, you got to do your own work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people, they'd be like, and we've had this conversation before. Some people feel like, oh, I got to get myself together first. Like, I got too much mess. Like, let me let me clear up some of this mess before I go talk to somebody. Like, that is the point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have not been able to clean it up on your own. And yes. just show up as you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get the help, sis. Like, stop. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay not to be okay. What are you doing to, to be okay? Like that's when you see professional help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Shana, what you about to say? Something? I, I, yeah, I was going to say something about, uh, I agree with Dr. Jackson and agree with what you ladies are saying about, you know, going outside of your tribe and everything. My first time doing therapy was with my uh, bereavement counselor after my husband passed away. And I knew that just talking to my family was not going to help me get to where I am now. I'm extremely proud of myself and the work that I have put in in the last two and a half years. Um, I love my family and I love my friends, but they could not give me what I needed. And I needed that unbiased attention. I needed that one-on-one. I needed someone to take me for who I am and what my feelings were and what I was going through. And there were things, so many things I could share with my therapist that I could never share with my family or even closest friends. My innermost thoughts of just how everything was unpacking for me back then. So there is value in stepping outside of the tribe, your comfort zone. And if you need, if the 
regular tools that we talk about on the podcast is not enough for you. There's nothing wrong with seeking additional help. And mm-hmm. I'm so proud of myself that I did that because I wouldn't be where I am today without therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to Shauna, definitely, <clears throat> definitely proud of you too. And then, and like Shauna said, just to tag on what you said about the podcast, I mean, use this as a blueprint. Really listen to this episode. Take notes from Dr. Jackson in this particular episode. Just really, if it, if it's not enough for you, you know, we have other resources, but definitely <clears throat> take this. You know, get your pens, papers, post notes. Always say that. And, and really write down some key points so that you can take the steps to where you are. And I like Jeanette's point about, oh, I'm just going to get myself together first before I go. I mean, that's the reason why we, we you know, some people we may have to drag there, but they need to get there somehow. I mean, because mm-hmm. really deeply important and doing this important work. So you show up as your best self. I saw Dr. Jackson, I have a question for you. So I looked up, right? I went on therapy for black girls. I look for someone in my area and I'm going to take a shot. And so I looked up my first time, like she's the one that worked out great. But like a lot of people struggle with how to even find a therapist. How do you pick someone? Like, do you go to that person? Because it's hard to tell, like when you're like, not fully believing that you need therapy and then you meet someone you're like no she don't understand me she don't relate to me and really it just be used like so is there any advice on like how to go about finding a therapist that you know might be a good fit for you so i always say date your therapist and it's okay if you date multiple <laughs> <laughs> but but mainly making sure that a and i'm gonna have to go there that culturally y'all on the same page Cause that matters. Uh, and then be making sure that they have experience in what you are willing or what you are wanting to work through mm-hmm. because therapists or counselors, it's very general. It's very broad. However, there are different specialties and different modalities that your therapist mm-hmm. uses and so asking them those type of questions. I know Therapy for Black Girl has an actual like guide on what to ask your therapist. And I always say, if if you go into it and the therapist is like, mm, like, why are you asking me all, those, all these questions? Then that's not the one for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my yeah. biggest red that's flag. Red flag. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Because I mean, we use that as an excuse. I um, we use that as an excuse. I was trying, I mean, a friend. We were looking for some like a couples um, counsel for her and her boyfriend, and um, she was like, "Oh nope, she can't be this. She can't be that." And I definitely ain't having no man. Is this and that? And I was like, "I don't know how y'all gonna find somebody. Y'all gonna be." <laughs> He ain't gonna be responsive to that, and and it's it's sad that to say like that first impression of just looking at the, the picture and be like, ah, nope, not that one. Like, <laughs> I'm like you can't just base it off a picture. You gotta go meet these people. Go talk to somebody. <laughs> just oh pick goodness. somebody and start there, and then find somebody else. But you can't just look at the picture and be like, yeah, I'm like like dig deep into like because again now everything is like social media look at it social media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really dig deep and look into it yep important very important 
it's like your mind work like this is your well-being like it should be taken as if you are looking for like you wouldn't go to some surgeon off the side of the street or you wouldn't go to a surgeon who only had two blurbs no like you would go to a surgeon who's like qualified Mm -hmm. you know who's board certified who has history like all of that yeah and another thing is you don't have to only go see someone when the world is crumbling underneath your feet like sometimes you can it can be preventative and that's even like, so I talk about this, even like in a nonprofit space that we offer a lot of services, but unfortunately we don't see people until there's a crisis. And how do you get people to be more proactive about their, their personal needs and their personal situations? And it's the same thing with therapy. Like for me, that's what it was. I mean, of course I had some things I was dealing with, but I didn't feel like I was in a bad space when I went. It was because a family member had attempted to take their life and me and some other family members took a look at ourselves like, uh, you know, we joke a lot about girl, we can use a little therapy. And I was like, yeah, I'm not joking no more. I don't want to get to that point. Thankfully, the family member lived, but like, I don't ever want to get to that point. And so now I need to be proactive about my mental health and staying mm-hmm. in a positive space. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important for people to understand that you don't have to be in a crisis. If you are in a crisis, please seek help. But like, but you don't have to be in a crisis. So if you're sitting here listening, like, oh, I'm good. I don't, I don't need it. Just t- just go talk to somebody because let me tell you, they got a special way of letting making you realize that something <laughs> like I didn't even think that was an issue. I wasn't right. even thinking about that. <laughs> yes, because again, like you 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 live in it and you begin to to cope daily. I always say mm. we live to survive where like we just add it into our bucket and it's like, okay, I got to wake up and I got to complete this day. Mm-hmm. Not really taking time out to like take stuff out of our bucket and be like, ooh, like that's real. Or I need more information about this. Mm-hmm. Where therapy is like lay it out there. Because people are always come in here and be like, no, I'm good. And then they start talking and I'm like, well, Just be you be rambling off all kinds of stuff, and you be like, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. And I'm glad that y'all be understanding because I just sometimes be I'm just like, "Uh, yeah, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. (laughs) Yeah, Linda Shana, did y'all have any other questions around this topic or things that you wanted to touch on with um, Dr. Jackson? No, I think that this was good. Great. I like the way we was able to tie insecure in there because yes. Dr. Jackson, our heartbeats love insecure. We'll be doing yes. live recaps in our Facebook group after every episode this season. Oh, so <laughs> yes. yeah. I feel some type of way about my ladies if they're not. Need to work it out. I need them to work. Yeah, because they was about to like really go to blows at that block party. I was like, oh. yes, yeah, that was that was deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe I just need to be, you know, like Kelly. Just live your life, huh? right? I love Kelly, <laughs> and I mean, by the time this airs, I think we'll be at least three or four episodes into the new season. So I'll be curious for our predictions of what we're talking about here. Kind of maps over to what's actually. Mm. Like, I'm going to need this to, like, happen. Like, we need. Yeah, yeah. This is 
great. Well, thank you, Dr. Jackson. This was really wonderful. I mean, yes. all the points. I mean, I, I, I like the advice. Find a therapist, and you know that that cultural piece is <laughs> an awesome point. I actually, gave that advice, you know, to uh, someone that I know recently because you got to be, you know, you got to be in that alignment too. Right, right, right. About that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, thank you. This was really great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And how yes. can is there a place that people can go and learn more about some of the programs and things that you're offering? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Jackson Consultings, LLC. I am getting ready to roll out a community healing program. It's called um, Holiday Blues, where we will meet once a week um, from November until December, where we can sit and process and have open and honest conversations within within our community, discussing our family and some of the craziness that they bring into our lives or knowledge. Great. That is the perfect name mm. for holiday blues. My you know, you know my my way of dealing with it. I don't do holidays and I send everybody out and I stay home by myself on the holidays. Like <laughs> y'all go have fun. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much for being here. I just really appreciate you taking this time and um, coming on and talking to our audience. I just feel like it's just an important conversation and just also making it not um, taboo to talk about therapy and, and taking care of ourselves. And, you know, it's not it's not. I'm going to just say it. This is, is not what white people do. All people go to therapy and all people need therapy. Yes. And unfortunately, in our community, we have put these labels on things that are just like oh we don't do that mm-hmm. to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus said I gave you everything you have within you so you need to go out and talk to somebody and figure it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> doctors too that's yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. exactly oh, yes yes this is wonderful I've been dying to have this conversation thank you Dr. Jackson yes so much for joining us on this so heartbeat ladies and gentlemen anybody getting to know us you can follow us at the heart of chat on every single platform there has been built and come back next week and every week everybody because it's going to be fuego baby come back yes thank you ladies thank you Dr. Jackson thank you bye